welcome to the Less Matters podcast. This is a podcast not just for those people interested in large-scale Scrum, oh no. This is a podcast for anybody who wants to know how to make single or multi-team agile work in any product-led or project-driven organisation. I'm Ben Maynard. And with over a decade of experience leading Agile in organisations both huge and small, I am uniquely placed to interview some of the best and brightest minds on topics that will help you be the best Agile practitioner you could possibly hope to be. In these next three episodes, we'll get to meet a legendary figure in the world of product agility, Teodora Bozeba, the co-creator of the Kanban Maturity Model. Teodora has a proven track record in helping organizations achieve true product agility. And in this first episode, she shares all about the model and its positive impact on organizations. So get your pen and paper ready, as Teodora is going to be sharing some golden insights. The best way to make this podcast more enjoyable for everyone is for me to get your feedback. So leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, or say something nice about us on social media. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. He says, whilst he looks down and realizes it may be shouting a bit too loudly. Uh, as you know, I'm Ben Maynard, and today I am joined by Teodora Boziva, who is somebody that I haven't spoken to at length before, but someone whose work I've been very, or I say very, increasingly familiar with over the last six months or so for the uh, amazing work, I think, that has been done around uh, the Kanban world, Kanban uh, is it the Kanban maturity model, which is part of the Kanban University? Is that right, Theodora? Yes, the Kanban maturity model. David Anderson and I developed it, and uh, we are teaching it through the Kanban University training courses. Well, Theodora, thank you so much for coming along and for talking to us about all things Kanban. We're going to be having a few conversations over, well, for us, over the next hour or two, but for our listeners, there'll be these will obviously be released kind of every week. So you're gonna have a lot of me and Tora, me and Teodora speaking. Before we get into the the detail on this, Teodora, would you mind giving our listeners a introduction to yourself, please? Well, my background is computer science, so many years ago I started as a software developer. Afterwards, I started managing projects, and back in 1999, 2000, uh, I was working at Nemecek uh, AG in Bulgaria, and we had the. It was a. It is a multinational uh, company, and working in three countries at that time. So they started um, a very large initiative for unifying and defining standard processes for all the developers that we were working there, more than 2,000 software developers at that time in three countries. So um, we started this, this initiative. I was a very young project manager at that time. I was involved in this initiative. And I, I think we did a very good job. It was very useful for me and for my teams. But all of a sudden, this, this initiative was cancelled because we didn't meet the objectives of the company. Oh. And that was kind of surprising for me because I was not very clear what that objectives were at that time. But again, I was very young project manager that <laughs> involved in this initiative. Um, and um, from that time, I remember I understood very clearly that if we do something at the company level, if we 
uh, improve, try to improve processes, way of work and habits and routines, we have to achieve something for the business, for the company. And I think that, that was a very strong lessons, lesson that I learned like 20 years ago. And well, afterwards, I continued working as a manager of software development uh, pro uh, projects. Um, but later on, I became a consultant and I want, because I wanted to, to um, use my experience to help the companies get better, mm -hmm. better results and work in a better uh, way. And um, well, so I'm for some 15 years already, I work as a consultant. Uh, I moved to Spain, I live in Bilbao. Um, and well, I, I work with companies and want to see them more successful, achieving better results. So I use different methods. I know different methods and tools, but recently um, we use um, more Kanban and the Kanban maturity model, always in combination with other methods. So mm. I, I know that a single method cannot resolve all the needs and all the problems in the company. So therefore, we uh, always combine um, ideas coming from different methods. That's it. We are working with companies trying to, to help them uh, become more successful. I've got a couple of questions in my head. The order that I want to ask them isn't the order that I will ask them because I think... <laughs> The question I really want to ask is what's the most common combinations that you find? But I will hold that question for a second because what I what I think our listeners might benefit from is a brief overview, I suppose, of one in your words, like what is Kanban? And then a little bit around your a rather brilliant Kanban maturity model, if that's okay, just to kind of give people just to set the scene a little bit for people. Me? Kanban is a means for the companies, for teams and entire organizations, uh, first to be able to, to see what they are doing, to focus on what is important to them, to decide how they work together, how they work within the teams, between the teams, different teams working uh, together on a product or a service and also to decide how they want to grow as an organization, to identify what in their habits, in their routines, in their processes is not working well enough and how they want to improve it. To me, Kanban is uh, helping them in, these, in improving these aspects of the organizations. Okay, and your maturity model, then what built, I suppose, it's, it's a number of different stages that an, organi an organization will go through then on this on a Kanban journey, I suppose. Mm. The Kanban maturity model, although it has Kanban in the beginning of its name, it's not about maturing Kanban. <laughs> okay, right. Glad to hear that up then. <laughs> it is about maturing the organization. Right, okay. And when we... Uh, talk about maturing the organizations, in fact, what we mean is helping the organizations become more adaptable mm -hmm. to the world which we are living in, because they face with very frequently, very frequent changes, 
coming from the customers, from the business uh, environment, from different circumstances. So they really need to learn to adapt mm-hmm. these uh, different situations, make decisions quickly and uh, execute these decisions quickly as well. Because if they make decisions but they don't put them in place, uh, it, it doesn't matter what they have decided. Mm. Uh, and um, in general, this looks like very attractive for the companies. However, it depends what is their current situation. So sometimes if we ask companies, um, do you want to uh, deliver successfully on the expectations of all your customers? They will say yes. If we ask them, do you, uh, do you want that your processes are efficient? Of course, yes. Do you want to increase your productivity? Of course, yes. Do you want to introduce the culture of collaboration, transparency, um, working together focused on the purpose of your business of course yes but how can we achieve all these desired outcomes all together or quickly this is difficult so this is a journey for the organization so Mm -hmm. maturity model defines different stages like different steps that make this journey possible for the organizations and uh, avoiding defining some objectives, avoiding overreaching, defining some objectives that compared to the current situation of the organization are too hard, too difficult, impossible to achieve. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around, think that if we, if all our teams have Kanban boards, this means that we are done, we have achieved everything and we cannot uh, think of anything more. So um, these are the two objectives that uh, we have with the Kanban maturity model, helping organizations um, make the journey um, achievable, Mm -hmm. easy for them, uh, feasible, and then see their progress at different levels. Because seeing progress, seeing this evolution for the companies is very important because they get motivated. First, they start believing in themselves. They like what they do. They they understand better how they work as an organization, what they do, how they want to improve it. So this makes the entire journey uh, a lot easier and well understood by the entire company. So this Mm -hmm. creates unity in the company and focus on their objective. So that's the objective and that's the idea behind the Kanban maturity model. So in the maturity model, I'm looking over here because got it open over here the highest is that a correct way of saying it the highest state of maturity or the end state of maturity is one where it's an organization that are making making decisions which help them succeed and being able to act upon them quickly is that the ultimate goal then for the most mature organization this is maturity level three four mm-hmm. the level five and six are focused on developing the capabilities of the organizations to reinvent themselves, to take okay. advantage of the culture that they have already uh, created, built in the organization, and to be able to use all these skills and these capabilities even in other business areas to reinvent themselves, for example, in very critical situations and very quickly uh, grow a successful organization. Mm-hmm. When I say successful organization, I mean 
organization that works well from inside, that the culture is um, good, but for the employees, for the people working in the organization, for the business and for the, the customers of this business. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at the maturity model, Mm-hmm. And you say organization, are you in, Are you referring to whole organizations or uh, sub-organizations within a larger organization? For example, is this for a product group or is this for an engineering group or is this for all of that and HR, finance, etc.? When I say organization, I mean the entire organization, all the groups that are involved in developing a product or service for the customer. Mm-hmm. So an engineering sub-organization group is part of this organization, but the, org- the engineering uh, group only cannot develop and deliver the product only by themselves. They need other uh, groups, other specialists, maybe logistics, maybe production, uh, even uh, commercial guys working with the customers in the beginning of defining uh, the expectations and the requirements of the customers. So all these uh, groups make mm-hmm. the entire organization. Of course, uh, changing or uh, working with an entire organization sometimes is a too big uh, scope. So mm-hmm. we start working with some uh, uh, subgroups of this organization. But of course, uh, the final objective is to achieve um, an organization that is uh, coherent, well, uh, well organized, uh, working with transparency, with collaboration, mm-hmm. and having this and uh, having a good understanding of the entire workflow from the moment they have a first contact with the customer, with the potential customer, yet through the entire process of developing uh, the ideas together with the car, uh, with the customer, implementing these ideas and delivering the results to to the customer. So it's really looking at that full, dare I say, value stream from when the customer first is yeah. engaged or when from an idea is first born through some mechanism through to the point where it is out and we're getting data about whether or not it is actually delivering the value that we expected. And this maturity model then is used for anyone that has a has a direct impact or, or is directly impacted by the activities that are then carried out uh, across that value stream. Yeah. So, so do you find that then, and I will put a link to uh, an article on this into the show notes, if anyone's listening and they want to kind of say, what is this thing they are talking about? I will share an image so you can see the thing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you are working with one particular group, let's say you're working with products and engineering and you've kind of got some of the implementation people involved in there and they're at one level of maturity, but then you need input from the finance team or from the sales team. Actually, they're at a different level of maturity. Like, Can you have in one organizational system different parts that are at different levels of maturity? And if so, how, do you, how does the model kind of address then the uh, interface implications of that? It is quite, I would not say always, because I cannot say that I have seen all the cases <laughs> yeah. in the world, but it is quite typical. In fact, in, in the companies that we've been working with, we always see that there, um, the departments or the business areas have different levels of maturity. Mm-hmm. And 
I think this is because of the nature of work that they are working for, that they are doing. For example, the finance department they are doing finance work, financial um, services, mm-hmm. and the engineering departments or business units are doing have another nature of work and logistic and marketing. They are doing other things. So, um, well, not only the nature of work, it's also the people who make part of these uh, business units and how they think and, and how they behave mm-hmm. because all this contributes to the behavior and what we observe as uh, practices of managing the work and behaviors in the uh, business units, in the organizations. Uh, and we usually, we typically see different maturity levels. What helps, um, I don't know, until now I have not seen a company that all the all the business units have the same maturity. <laughs> I, I don't know whether this, this can happen someday, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah. However, what, uh, what um, resolves this difference in the um, maturity levels, in the behaviors, is this focus on what we are working on, what our customers are expecting from us, and how we have to address the needs of the customer. So yeah. um, when they have uh, a common shared view and understanding of what we are delivering to the customer, what is important uh, to deliver to the customer and what is important for our business, then they have interesting discussions uh-huh. between the areas, between the business areas in the company and they have to decide in the end how we have to behave, how we have to make decisions in the company, uh, what is really important for, for the business, pretending mm-hmm. that the business has to deliver something to the customer. So, and this um, makes these differences between um, differences in the maturity level of the business units in the organization, um, well, softer and... Yeah. Well, it's uh, aligning against a strong common purpose. And that purpose being something which is at the end, not something which is a a step on the journey to releasing and and realizing that customer value is the key to so much, isn't it? And if we can, if I think if organizations could just orient against a strong purpose, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that many organizations would have much more, um, dare I say, adult and sensible conversations about how they work together to achieve that purpose Mm -hmm. rather than what happens, as we know, in many organizations is that it's the individual functions that become overly focused on achieving their slightly kind of myopic goals that have been set by a some lofty person on high and then handed down to them. And so I suppose that then with the Kanban maturity model, having that strong purpose and that customer in mind at all times then is the accelerant for dealing with the different levels of maturity that you'll find in an organization. Absolutely. Yeah, we introduced this at maturity level too. In fact, I, I love starting um, working with organizations from maturity level two. Okay. But and what is maturity level two? Maturity level two is uh, a company that is uh, focused on managing their work end-to-end mm-hmm. from customer request or customer idea until delivery to the customer okay. involving all the uh, specialist groups or departments, depending on the structure of the company, all these um, 
professionals involved in the development and delivery of this idea. Um, and I, I have a number of anecdotes and experience with companies, but um, maybe I, I can tell uh, one of them. Yeah, tell us. Tell us an anecdote. Yeah, several years ago, a company um, wanted to start using uh, Kanban, Kanban uh, just to make their teams um, more productive, well organized, and because they were feeling that uh, we do not deliver um, everything that we wish to deliver, and part of this is because our teams are not do not manage well their work. So let's start at the team level. Mm-hmm. But, um, they they started with Kanban for this reason. Well, I helped them a little bit, but in fact, what I wanted to show them and what we worked with them from the very first idea is that. Yes, we are going to help the teams organize their work better, but the final objective of the company cannot be that team A works well and team B works uh, well, because the customer for the cust- the customer doesn't care about uh, whether team A is involved or not and whether team B has done their job well or not. The customer cares about the product that they have requested and whether they receive it on time and whether it meets their expectations or not. So, of course, we are going to work at the team level, but what is important for the company is to start managing the end-to-end flow of work, of product development. And, yeah, it's good that they... Um, paid attention to this recommendation and then visualized when they when they visualized this end-to-end uh, flow of work uh, a managing director told me now we understand that a big portion of the chaos in the company was because we were pushing too much work there without helping without prioritizing and without helping the, the teams uh, to focus on the right thing that we want to deliver to the mm-hmm. customers. So that was a very strong reflection for them as a company. And that was the inflection point. So from this moment on, they decided, yes, of course, uh, there were um, several, more than 10 business areas. And sometimes the teams were telling me, Teodora, look, I have eight requests, all of them with priority level one. So can mm-hmm. you tell me which priority one is one really uh, but when the company realized that yes it's true we really have to manage this end-to-end flow as a company mm-hmm. and make management decisions this is the role of the executive management and the, the department's managers when they have to really decide what is important uh, for the company now where do we want our people to focus their time and their attention and then they started seeing the improvements. But that was a very, I mean, um, set like this very shortly. It seems that maybe it took just a meeting and they decided. So it, it took its time. But what is important is that these conversations between the, these several uh, business units happened and they, real, uh, they realized that instead of all of them pushing work, uh, into the system and uh, only uh, requesting that m- many things go out of the pipeline and, were, uh, and get delivered to the customer, what was not possible simply because the system was very overloaded. They started making decisions upstream at the, at the management level, at strategic level, and then they started observing um, 
all those benefits, not only um, satisfying better their customers, but also achieving better business results. So this is a journey that is still running. Until now, it's about four years, but it's really amazing how how much they changed mm. that time. You've given me so much I want to ask and so much I want to delve into. But what I'm going to ask Theodora is that we save that for the next episode, um, where hopefully you can give us maybe another anecdote or two, because I am very interested about how this is implemented and also some of the relationships between the maturity model and and Kanban as maybe people understand it because uh, is it a bolt on there's a whole heap of stuff I want to ask but I'm going to ask that we save that to the next episode and we leave people hanging there so Teodora thank you so much for sharing that particularly sharing that anecdote because I yeah it's, it's it's wonderful and I've got copious notes here. So when we get back and we talk and we go into the second episode, we'll pick up from where we left off. And I'm gonna I would like to delve a little bit deeper, maybe around that kind of example that you gave. So Teodora, thank you very much for this thank initial you. conversation. Thank you for listening, everyone. Teodora, thank you for that. I learned a lot, and I think you all maybe did too. So if you liked what you heard, I am going to do my usual thing of leaving a little gap before my recap so that you can go and leave a review. So cue sound effects, get my clippy cloppy shoes on, we're off to leave a review. Oh, I can't believe he's asking for a review again. Maybe if I just leave one, sharp. Right, so. Oh, right. The Less Matters podcast is the best podcast for anybody interested in product and agility. There are some awesome guests and the host is sometimes a little bit annoying, but he's generally a pretty good sort and knows how to have an interesting conversation. Great. I'll click submit. Thank you. Leaving reviews makes a big difference and they're stacking up. So thank you very, very much. Now, let me recap this conversation with Teodora. Teodora has a background in computer science and her journey began when the company she was working for decided to unify the processes for all of their developers. And whilst Teodora and her teams found it very useful, ultimately the project, the change initiative as it were, didn't get that far. What she learned from this was if you're going to make a change to help a company, it has to link to the objectives. It has to really help the company get better results. So now she's all about doing just that. The Kanban maturity model is a way that she has found to help the companies, organisations get these better results. And she developed it alongside the one and only David Anderson. The Kanban maturity model isn't just about maturing the organisation that uses Kanban, it's about maturing the whole organisation, whether they're using Kanban or not, so they become more adaptable and more customer focused. Theodora shared the three things that companies really want, efficient processes, successfully do delivery on expectations of the customers and increase productivity. But if you want all of those things and an environment of collaboration and transparency, then that's going to be really hard. And so with the Kanban maturity model, it defines different steps that helps make that journey possible. And it helps make it seem much more achievable as they can begin to see some progress. So it is much more than teams just using Kanban boards. The scope of the Kanban maturity model is for the whole organisation. And that within that organisation, people can be at different levels of maturity. And that's fine, because it's the hard focus on customer outcomes that makes a difference. 
So, with the Kanban maturity model and Teodora's work, let's focus on end-to-end value from the customer's perspective, and let's all focus on the things that are most important to do. I've been Ben Maynard. Thanks for listening, and I will see you again soon.